Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Band, a podcast about bands you probably don't even like. We hope you don't know this one. With your hosts, Adam Todd Brown, Andy Sell, and Travis Clark. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pod the Halaif. I'm Adam hi. Todd Brown. Who, who's on the Who's on the phone? Race to say your name first. Uh, yeah, hi, it's me, Kurt. Uh, hi. <laughs> Andy, did you notice Travis is here now? I'm back now. Hey, bud. <laughs> hi, 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 Travis. Hello. Hey, hey, man. Hey, didn't Corn make another record? Corn <laughs> did make another record. I was thinking about this today. We. We're in that spot now where it's just like there's not gonna there's not gonna be any more good episodes. You know what I mean? Like there's no there's nothing for the rest of this decade that we've entered in corn story. Pessimistic. I I I I think every episode we do is good. I would agree. I think yeah, we okay. do very well, yeah. I think we do very good work here at Pod the Life. Thank I, you very I, much. Okay. I, I didn't mean to do this. This isn't I didn't mean to turn this into a whole, you know, self evaluation kind of thing. I, I think we're doing great. I think we're doing wonderful. I just what I hear is a lot of doubt. Let's explore that. Let's push on that a little bit. Um I don't think there are gonna be any more moments that change everything in the corn Interesting. Story. Interesting. On the corn on the corn the chronological timeline. So you don't think they're going to make any good albums after this? I really do, I do, I do not think so. I do not think we're going to get it's I think it's just going to be diminishing returns from now on. And hasn't and I, that been the whole band's history? <laughs> you know, See, I don't think, think it that, has been. But it too, you know, we had the uh the unplugged episode uh which is Yeah, the one where we all we all unplugged our mics and we just talked to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's great. The un- the corn unplugged was an interesting thing they did, uh, made even more interesting by the time period they did it in, and then and then the last uh, yeah record, the eighteen hundreds it was a really strange choice. Corn uh, two is uh, like there's the Terry Bazio stuff and that's interesting, but I think from now on it's just gonna be like, man, I miss I miss the Matrix, you know? I listening to this record then went into Corn Radio. And it played uh, a song from Unbra- uh, Untouchables. Untouchables. I almost said Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out Jonathan Davis was a, a comic book villain the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this song is great. And I remember it being not even a song I really cared about much when we covered that record. But now I was like, ah, oh, I love this song compared to what I just heard. And what was the name of the song? I, I I don't remember. <laughs> Clearly, it's made an impression. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Clearly, it stuck with you. I was on a walk. I should mention the album we're talking about today is Corn Three. Remember who you are. The season of the witch. No, that's <laughs> a different. <laughs> Which is called Corn Three because it's Urban Harvest. Corn Three, Urban Harvest. It's it's ostensibly their third self titled album. But it's also called Remember Who You Are. Yeah, there's a subtitle oh, right. to a title which is in place of an untitled. I, and then they do a making of, <laughs> or they're not a making of, but there's a concert that is also like has two subtitles to it. Yeah, the concert title that we'll get it's to later really is long. even, it, yeah, it's very long. This album was released July 13th, 2010. So we have for the first time 
entered into Obama era corn. Thanks, yeah, Obama. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Drone strikes and <laughs> and corn three. Wonderful you know, legacy. Listen, I you know, I'm still an Obama fan, but he campaigned on closing corn down and he just <laughs> never got there. We never got those corn collar jobs. And then he turns around and just governs through executive corner for most of his yeah. presidency. He kept, he kept promising a corn new deal. Right. And, and as we what speak we right got, now, what we got was corn as usual. And, and when even, are we closing Quarantanamo Bay? That's where I was going. I was going to say, even as we record this right now, there are still people being held <laughs> in Guantanamo Bay. Well, look, you know, the corn subsidy is a thing. This is the first album recorded. We're still in corn rack. <laughs> We'd been in Cornganistan for seven years. Okay. You sure there's nothing else? Afghanicorn? Would that have been better? Afghanicorn, right? That, that might not have been the worst. Coronavirus? That's happening now. Yeah, that's sure. now. That's right. not. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm. not really Obama's fault. Or is it? That's a whole mm. other podcast. You know, remember when Obama was, was running and his original slogan was hope, bitch. Like, that was really cool, but he changed it. That's why I voted for him. <laughs> so this was the first album recorded with their new drummer, Ray Loser. It's probably pronounced Luzier. Don't call him that. Oh, why not? Man. Oh, the laser beam. This is their return to form album. After years of recording with the likes of The Matrix and Atticus Ross. And if I could just remind everyone... The Take a Look in the Mirror album was also their return to form album, which was released immediately prior to them working with the likes of The Matrix and Atticus Ross. And in that case, it did not work all that well. But in this case, it also does not work all that well. (laughs) What's with these names? Take a look in the mirror, remember who you are, see you on the other side. I I don't like, they're all... Well, what it is... I don't have a joke for this. I just... Come on, guys. This is like... You see bands do this a lot, where they have like their back-to-basics kind of album. And with metal fans... Like, this is Korn capitulating to their, like, shittiest fans. Like, those fans who are like, oh, play this stuff from the original album. And it's like bands can't just play the same shit over and over. No, you have to evolve. Yeah, but at this point they're like almost twenty years into being corn. Like they gotta they gotta they gotta lean in on what works. You're not getting new corn <laughs> yeah. fans, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like this never works. Remember Metallica put out that Death Magnetic album where people for years and years and years were like, Oh, make another album like Ride the Lightning. And they made Death Magnetic, and it was kind of a throwback to that. But also, like, name one song from Death Magnetic. You can't. Oh, they got the uh, that one. Yeah. Two. Wait, is that the one that has, give me fuel, give me fire, give me that one out of fire? Absolutely not. No. Death Mag- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's the Load album, I believe. Is it's it either really? Load or Reload. <laughs> no, Death Magnetic, it was, like... It, it was supposed to be their return to form. It was them sounding like Metallica again. And it was boring as shit. Meanwhile, St. Anger, which 
was a wildly experimental album. I can still name five or six songs from that album. I also secretly kind of love that album. Oh my God, it's so bad. Mm, I don't know. It's so bad. Oh man, it sounds like we're doing a Metallica podcast. No, come on. <laughs> no, 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 I can't do that. Oh my God, here's and pod- the thing. And here's podcast thing. for all, we're doing it, guys. No, fuck that. Because <laughs> the thing is, the first four episodes are going to be, I'm just going to be like, oh, yes. This is the best. And then everything is... I'm going to be miserable for the rest of it. Everybody on the Unpops uh, Patreon, keep an eye out for Master of Podcasts coming out. (laughs) Pod the Lightning? What are you talking about? The Podcast Album. I'm the Podcast Album. I've been listening to the Black Podcast. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah, we'll call it the Black Podcast. Yeah, I don't see that. I don't that see that. I don't see that. I don't see that going at all. That's yeah. a great choice. Fun fact: Death Magnetic. Uh, one of the songs on there is "Unforgiven 3, which is surprising for a few reasons because I didn't know there was an "Unforgiven 2, and I forgot that Death Magnetic was an album. <laughs> yeah, but these these like return to form things are never good because yeah, Rancid had kind of a similar thing, right? Where they put out Life Won't Wait, and everyone was like, ah, that's too much ska on it. And then they were like, oh, we're, gonna, we're going back to our street punk roots with our self-titled record, which was, I think, their second self-titled. But they, it also didn't really sound like old Rancid. Like, they were always kind of ska-influenced. I went off on a tangent here. My yeah. point is, yeah, I don't... You're on a corn podcast talking about Rancid. I don't know how this <laughs> happened. <laughs> well, sorry. But yeah, like there are lots of examples of this. I think REM tried this at one point. They tried like, to make a corn album? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they Fuck did. you. I want that's okay. 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 That's all I want now Stand is I the want the place where you were, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I want REM to do an album of corn covers. Yeah, Corn R- E.M. I want I'd listen R- to that. I want an R.E.M. reunion tour. R.E.M., but the R is backwards. Play. It's a backwards yeah. R. Yeah. Yes. The yes. M is backwards, too, but no one notices. <laughs> and they don't play any of their own songs. It's just Corn covers. I would fucking love... I would, I would pay a lot of money to watch R.E.M. do nothing but corn covers for 90 I'd, minutes. I'd risk the coronavirus to go see R.E.M. do corn covers. Yep. I yep. would get the risk nothing. I would, I would go. inject it into me to, if it meant I had to. I could go see that show. I would go to a packed Wisconsin bar just to watch that. Oh, my God. Those idiots. Yeah. My mom lives there. So comforting. <sighs> There's going to be a corn unplugged too, and they're going to do REM songs. So we get it in a way, you know, like we'll, we'll get it that <laughs> I'll, way. You know what? I'll settle for that. I'll settle for that. I would take that too. Yeah. If Jonathan Davis is doing two REM songs, what he did with creep in corn unplugged, I'm here for it. I shiny you happy people on the dance. <laughs> <laughs> so stand in the place where you were. <laughs> I feel like I need to do one, but I, yeah, we also to. need to move on. No, I feel to. like it feels good. I I mean, mine was terrible, but it felt good. Yeah, I can't. I just I I can't. Okay, all right, we'll come back. What's to What's the it. frequency fieldy? That's what they have to do. <laughs> I do like that REM had a, an album called Monster, named after Jonathan Davis's favorite <laughs> drink. <laughs> ah. 
Did either of you like this album? No, I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to be the, uh, the, the guy who brings it down, but I haven't liked any of these albums. Like I'm, <laughs> I've, I've, I keep hoping there's a corn record that sways me. And uh, this definitely was the least of the swaying. Do you think this record is stripped down because they wanted a stripped down record that sounded like their earlier records? Or do you think they were just kind of broke? I think they were broke. <laughs> I think yeah. that they, yeah. I th- and I think that nobody cared and nobody was going to help them resource wise. And by 2010, we're way past the like, go spend all this money on a record era of record making. It's make it for as cheap as you can and then go tour on it. You know? Yeah. I wonder if that, because they, they recorded this under kind of extreme conditions. So they like, they had to have a little more money than that, but it also does feel like maybe they just cut corners corners (laughs) because they had to, they had, they had to self-finance this whole thing and they self-financed the tour that came before it. They didn't have a record label at the time. That's and- my favorite thing that bands do is they always spin it like it's like, finally, we can take control of our shit again. And it's like, no, no one wants to pay you to do it. So you have to pay yourself to do it. Otherwise, you don't get to do it. Yeah. And that's definitely how they, they spun this. And then the album they put out is this like return to form thing. And listening to it, but it's, it's one, not even. It's not. It's and it's one of those albums that I listen to, knowing I'm never ever going to listen to it again. And it's not even that it's like offensively bad. It's just boring. It sounds like it's mediocre. It's boring. It's it's middling. It's it's. It sounds. I know this is going to sound crazy, but it it sounds like a Soundgarden album, kind what? of. But really? like, oh, I mean, there's a like, song. No, I mean, like, you not, a good, not a good Soundgarden album. It just sounds like a fucking album that should have come sound- out in 1993 and been ignored. Soundgarden released an album in, like, was it 2013? 2012, my friend. 2012, yeah. Uh, and I like it. Animal, yeah. yes. Yes, It was a good record. It was fine. Like... Andy, we were just new friends. We were standing in the middle of the Silver Lake Lounge saying, what the fuck are we doing here? Hey, did you know the Soundgarden put out a new record? That's and then right. we became friends. That's yep. right. We were... <laughs> wow. Okay. But that this was, does sound a like back. a fucking grunge record. Oh, there's a there's a track that like the first five minutes, I'm like, yeah, this is this would have been on a Nirvana record if Hurt lived. Like, and uh, like the problem with this, it all, like I said, feels like them just capitulating to the same kind of complaints every metal band gets when they do something even sort of experimental like corn had just done with the see you on the other side album and corn unplugged like they they do this like back to basics thing but the problem is the people who wanted that sound (laughs) in 1994 are fucking 16 years older by this point yeah yeah they're not still listening to corn like and it's and if they are it's a novelty thing like they're not and no one is asking corn to go yeah i i don't think it's for fans that don't exist you know what i'm I'm just remembering the what was the main single that they let the guilt go right yeah it almost has that like what if Korn made a Marilyn Manson record? You know, it's got that beautiful yeah. people, the beautiful people yeah. kind of vibe to it, you know? There's there's some stuff that sounds like Nirvana. And I, that's the thing about the record overall is there's a lot of stuff that's like, you know, again, yeah, you're right. None of it's offensively bad. I don't 
some, mostly it's not. There are a couple parts where it's like he's trying to do something different even for him, Jonathan Davis, that is, and it's not interesting. Yeah. And it's not good. And even the things that I like, though, are things that remind me of other bands. Like, I think much like the last record where it's like, oh, if I'm if I'm digging apart, I start thinking about it. I'm like, wait, this reminds me of what does this sound like? Oh, this sounds like, I don't know, Poison the Well or whatever. So, like, I'd, I'd rather be listening to Poison the Well. Why am I listening to this? Yeah. And, like, the, the problem with Korn at this point wasn't that they changed and started making different music. Their fans changed. They got older. And Korn should have just kept changing, too. Like, I still, th- I think this is the, like, obvious logical conclusion that happens when they make that decision after Corn Unplugged to, like, not go in such a weird direction. And this is where that road eventually leads. If you're Corn, you feel you have two choices. You either never stop evolving and you keep making it weird and you just keep whatever core Corn group of uh, fans you have, or you go Slayer and you're like, we just make this record. This is the record we make. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's funny because like so, Corn's one of the few bands I think that has stuck around this long without ever really calling it quits. You know what I mean? Like they they consistently have been releasing records this right. whole time, much to all of our surprise. Yeah, much to everyone's <laughs> surprise. This is not normal. You know, like <laughs> we cannot let this become normal. Uh, more there's too many corn records we must not treat it as normal i feel like they had like you know success kind of early on and then it was constantly chasing that and then it was if we just keep doing it they'll come back and that's yeah. why that's just been their mantra the whole time yes yeah, just keep doing it it's and just the thing is they're not alone in that you no. see that with like i think the the best example of that is Michael Jackson. Like he released Thriller and spent the rest of his career chasing that. And it's like, you're never going to release another fucking Thriller. Who do you think you are? <laughs> and like Corn was never going to have another album as big as Freak on a Leash. And they should have just done, like Travis mentioned a version of this just a second ago. They should have done what Motorhead did and just fucking make Corn albums the rest of your goddamn career. Right. Knowing that eventually you're not like you're not always going to be freak on a leash, follow the leader huge, but you'll have enough of a following to have a career and tour. And yeah, it'll be a lot less stressed than doing (laughs) shit like this. You can play the Orange County County Fair every summer. No problem. The 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 Orange County County Fair. (laughs) (laughs) The Orange County County Fair. Quarantine, quarantine. I, I think the problem with that idea, though, is, well, one, Korn wasn't making anything as iconic as what Slayer was doing. I mean, like, every metal band after Slayer, you know, has some Slayer in them. And maybe you could say that about new metal bands with Korn, but even Korn has some Slayer in them. And it's not like they're going to be, they, you, they don't have the grandfather yeah. status. They're not going to be able to keep, and this, I think the other problem is this record illustrates why just making the same record over and over again was never really on the table for them because it even, even the diehards are going to fall off of that because it's Eventually, just not sure, you know, what Slayer does is hard and fast and simple. I, you know, when you said that every, every band since then has a little bit of Slayer in them, would you like Syphilis Bear more if he was Slayer Bear? Mm. Without question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Also, 
the album the album cover is also a throwback to their first album. Yeah. Another child in danger, right? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like like it looks like the girl on their first album cover grew up and either she got away that first time and now the guy is back to finish the job or she didn't get away and that guy went to prison for his crimes. And now he's out and he's back to finish the job. <laughs> Jesus. Either way, I don't think I don't think the, the lack of pedophilia imagery is what was keeping 32 year olds <laughs> from listening to corn in 2010. Yeah, I, will uh, say you know, I would I would buy another corn record, but like I just haven't seen any that makes me feel really self-conscious about taking it to a checkout counter. I don't know, man. Could you have a guy in glasses checking out a really uncomfortable girl who's clearly still in Bakersfield? That's a record I'd buy. Also, they did a there's a deluxe version of this record, too, with a different album cover, but the same album cover art premise. It's the same concept, different like scenario. They yeah. get a deluxe version of this, and you get an entirely different album by an entirely different band. It's listenable. <laughs> it's really good. It's, it's actually, actually just by a the creep record? driving the car. <laughs> yeah. So either way, like the thing about this, like we're shit talking this album a whole lot, but history and Jonathan Davis both seem to agree with us that this was not a good record. You always want to be on the right side of history and Jonathan Davis. That's just how I try to live my life. <laughs> and one of the problems seems to be that in trying to recapture that old sound, they worked with Ross Robinson again. Oh, we talked about how much of a maniac Ross Robinson was on the earlier episodes, first season of this podcast. Here's a quote. Yeah, from- we got a recurring character, gang. <laughs> <laughs> you thought we were done with him in season one. I believe Fucking it was Harvest tw- One. I don't want to be uh, uh, well too precious. But. Either way, twist, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> twist. This is a quote from Jonathan Davis. Oh, goody. I think going backwards rather than forwards might have been the biggest mistake we made as a band. I think it would have been a much better album if Ross hadn't been so fucking hard and let us have a bit of fun. There was a song I wrote about my wife when she was having problems with a pill addiction. Ross Ross called her without me knowing and asked her to show up to the studio, and I had to sing that part to her. He pushes your buttons on purpose to get those kinds of performances. He wants you to get so fucking mad. The emotions just come pouring out. I get it, but I don't necessarily want to be a part of it now. I've been there and done that. That record sounds forced to me, and it took me to a very dark place that I didn't want to go back to. Same, replied America. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so yeah, admittedly what Ross Robinson did with it is like, it's worse than not fun. I mean, there's not a fun way to do a song like that, I don't think. Uh, but I don't know. What if it was on a glass harmonica? Oh, well, well okay. You know what? You got me. You bring in a couple Simbasos, a guy in a bunny yeah. mask. Yeah. Team of Japanese drummers. Yeah. Boom. Now your wife's problem is so much fun. <laughs> I I mean, I agree with him. It does sound forced. The whole thing sounds forced. Uh, it also. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not fun. It sounds desperate. It sounds desperate. It's He's like mashing in other stuff that had already come and gone in metal. By that but point, I, I from from reading that quote, my impression is that Ross was like, 
this album is missing something. Maybe if I throw this drama wrench into it, it'll fucking, <laughs> you know, it'll bring something to life here. Well, what I, I say, forget the drama wrench, get the drama drummer, bring old Wackerman back in here. <laughs> and maybe get some Stones Jones, too. Yeah, Stones Jones on Deep the bones. <laughs> yeah, I still, I don't know. The drummer still feels like a problem on these songs. Like I don't I don't know who Ray Luzier is, but I tell you I am I'm the drummer of Corn. Okay, so what I did was is I used to work as a barista, but then I was like, Hey, Corn, you need a drummer, and I drum. These songs just sound boring. Like they're like, oh, it's stripped down. Sound like it's just not interesting. It's not interestingly produced. No, it's not interestingly produced. The instrumentation isn't particularly interesting. It's not like dynamic. I mean, there's like like some like post symphonic, like almost coheed Cambria level uh, shit at the end of the record. That's kind of cool, I guess. If it again, if it if I couldn't get it on from better bands, but also the the lyrics like don't. It's for one, it's like the first track is like I'm like this song is about head again. We have another head diss song. I, I think just any time now, anytime, and also the chorus of that song is like just leave me alone. And I feel like that's all every corn song is, is Jonathan Davis just screaming, leave me alone. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people agreed to that. And now <laughs> yeah, we want to leave you alone. We're trying. Why don't you leave us alone? <laughs> yeah. He's like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Here's 19 more records. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just the songs are all the same lyrically. There, and and mu- you know, musically, there's there's nothing really to set any of them apart in any like dynamic way. There's a certain point where y- you have to stop being this way. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like we're not going to hit that point before we give up on this podcast. Like, we're not going to hit the point where Jonathan Davis is just like, you know what? I'm fine. <laughs> How about an album about dragons? Yeah, right? Legit question. How far are we from doing a and the rest episode that just encompasses all the albums? I mean, we don't have a whole lot left. We're in the final decade. What are you talking about? There's so many more albums. There are plenty more albums, Andy. We got a whole decade of corn story to go. Fuck, man. But we did do that with Oasis. Yeah, what, we- what were we thinking? I don't know. We're, <laughs> we're going to give more attention to corn than we did to Oasis. And the Oasis story is so interesting in the 2000s. But whatever. And here we are talking a, about corn. And a new Oasis story just broke with Mark uh, Lanigan of Screaming Trees fame talking about how much he wanted to beat up Liam in the 90s in his new book, which I just bought for that reason alone. <laughs> <laughs> So this album was initially supposed to come out in 2008, but instead, at some point, the band decided to take a 10-month hiatus. Sure. So the individual members could focus on solo projects. Thank God. <laughs> like, like their tuna restaurants and their steakhouses. Oh, that was, that was the old drummer. You know, like Monkey's band, Fear in the Nervous System. What now? Yep, Monkey oh, Jonathan another band. Yeah, and you know what? I I, I like them. No. Yeah, they're they're actually not bad. Yeah, they're not. I listened to their their record after listening to this corn record because I was like, I gotta know, you know. And the records like it's way better than Corn Three. It's like lyrically more interesting. It's at least hard to penetrate in places. Like it makes you think they're doing a lot of like more traditional metal stuff. Um, 
I don't know. I I I I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I liked what I heard. Yeah, it's not the worst. Uh, also, Jonathan Davis and the SFAs. The what? Surely we remember that. Have period. not listened to that. What does that stand for? SFA. Uh, th- thanks for asking. It means the simply fucking amazings. Oh, so he's. I, you know what I love is that none of this has gone to his head. He's always remained <laughs> humble, just appreciative and. Grounded. Well, look, the problem. Travis, if you'll yeah. recall, it's it's the backstabbers. It's the people. Sure. It's and all these. It's the fake ass people sure. around him mm-hmm. that always fuck him in the end. You That's know, it's true. It's yeah. it's Ross. It's all Ross's fault that look, Ross Robinson is a maniac and maybe should be in jail. Is he in jail? I don't know. He should be, but he's not. Yeah. But also like Jonathan, come on, buddy. Maybe maybe take a look in the mirror. Yeah. Perhaps. I think if anything, Whoa. it should be the simply fucking acceptables, you know, like <laughs> just good enough. Yeah, that was basically Jonathan Davis doing a bunch of corn songs, but with like a jazz backing band. Oh, good fuck! What God is it with it. these now new I... metal dudes deciding they need to be jazzists? <laughs> fuck! I have what? to be into this now. I have to check this out. Stop crooning your teenage pain, you fucking weirdos! I mean, he doesn't croon. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Feeling like a freak on a leash. Oh, that sounded like lying? Kenny Rogers. He's not a. He doesn't croon. He croaks. He's a croaker. <laughs> oh, what's Fieldy up to during all this? Oh, you know, Fieldy was working on his side project, Stillwell. Jesus Christ! Wait, what happened to Fieldy of Dreams? His like hip hop thing. This is a hip hop oh, thing. Good lord! And we're playing one of the songs right now. Andy and Travis just can't hear it. Uh, but we'll link to the video also. The funny thing about this video, they clearly just ran on stage as a corn concert was ending because there's a huge <laughs> arena full of fans <laughs> and all this confetti falling, and this guy is just rapping to the camera while all that's happening in the background. <laughs> and at one point, the silver bullet just comes up and puts him in a headlock and gives a thumbs up and then runs back out of frame. So clearly a corn concert had just ended. Wait, and they were like, go time, let's cor- film this video. This must have been previous to, because all these uh, side projects were going on while corn was a thing, before Silvier- Silveria broke up with the band. Yeah, I don't know if this was the particular Stillwell song Fieldy was working on during this break. But he's most likely involved in this one also, unless that's how he met Stillwell, which would be an even cooler story <laughs> if they just met when this stranger rushed the stage There's to Bunny film Mask a rap video after a corn concert. What I love is if you watch this video, the, the crowd clearly has no idea what this guy's doing. Like, they can't hear this song. They don't know what's happening. Travis, those people are leaving. <laughs> That's what those people are doing. They have no fucking idea that that's happening. This is great. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is my new favorite thing ever. Trying to make a video that makes you look like, look how fucking successful I am as a corn concert exits. Hilarious. I'm going to film my stand-up special as a corn concert is exiting. I'm just going to run up and we'll ADR everything, you know. We can probably get backstage for a Portugal the Man show or something. Yeah. 
as a Portugal the Man show. Let's just is- do it. Let's do an open mic during yeah. one of their shows, and we'll right. film it. Only, but only feed the the fucking audio to the camera that's filming you. Don't let the audience know that it's happening. That yeah, would right. be amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so because of all that important shit, this album was delayed a little. Well, that and because they didn't have a record label and they had to fund the recording themselves. Yeah, that'll do it. As previously mentioned, Ross Robinson was brought on as producer. His first act of Ross Robinson-ness was he made the band record in this eight by eight cubicle called the Cat Box that was meant just for recording a guitar player. Also, he, like, he probably filled it with cat piss. Like, he, I, I can imagine he just, like, brought in a squirt bottle full of cat piss while the recording was happening and just sprayed Beelty with it. Or there was an opening in the top of the cubicle and he could just stand there and piss on him while they recorded. <laughs> or he was waiting for them to take a shit and come out and leave it behind. I don't dislike Ross Robinson's ideas. I love this idea. I think it's great. Yeah. It, Make a, how would it I, even work? How like were the was the were the drums in there? I hope so. I love the idea of you're making a corn record and your whole mantra for making the record is how can I make the band uncomfortable? Let's put them in a tiny spot. Let's bring in their wife who has a pill problem while she doesn't know there's a song being written about her. I love this. This is great. This is, this is, this should have been a TV show. Did they, did they have to squeeze her in with the entire band and Jonathan's giant microphone? Wait, that's not his wife. I thought his wife was that (laughs) microphone stand. He put tape around, he put scotch tape around monkey's face. Uh, like to spread his his nostrils open and stuff for the recording and um i was trying to think of ways to make okay i'm obviously i'm no ross robinson no no you're you're a lot of things andy but you're no ross robinson i sir have not messed i have never met ross robinson and you sir are no ross robinson (laughs) well i'll just have to keep practicing this was initially meant to be a concept album which what concept no glad you asked it would uh revolve around five symbols that Jonathan Davis identified as the downfall of man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Glad you asked again. Those symbols are organized religion. Copy. Power, money, sure. time. What? And monster energy drink. Booyah. Well, Wait. drugs. Oh, okay. I was like, drugs. literally. Wait, yeah. so that's five. You know, he could get rid of- But we're uh, safe. If he, As long as he doesn't get the sixth symbol, we're safe. He can't snap his fingers- until he gets the soul gem. And I think to get the soul gem, he has to kill uh, probably head. The chocolate starfish. He has exactly. to kill. <laughs> he has to kill the dirt. He has to throw Fred Durst off a cliff. Durst uh, to get the hot dog flavored soul gem. <laughs> yeah. Durst's cap uh, is the final stone. Look, uh, we cannot let Jonathan Davis assemble the infinity gauntlet. The infinity cap. That's what he's yeah. trying to get. <laughs> I, you know, okay, organized religion. You don't have to be religious. Uh, power, that's subjective. Money. Hey, John, get, get rid of the cash if that's such a problem. Time, that one is where you really lose. Well, that money. one Dr. Strange has. That one's a little more difficult to uh, figure out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what he's hoping to do about time, but I would have loved to have heard the songs where he explained it. <laughs> there were no time songs on here, right? <laughs> Time yeah, not a single f- preconceived notion measuring time in the way that the earth rotates around the sun. You don't need to do it. I mean, there are. 
<laughs> I like how Andy was just going to move on from that. Like it didn't even happen. Well, for, look, Travis is so good at it. I really thought that I was just listening to another chord song. For all the shit I've been talking about it, there is, oh my God, you're right. There's so many more records. Yeah. Um, God, I love that. They, did they do two different photo shoots for the different editions of the album cover? Yeah, we just talked. We talked about that earlier. The two different photo shoots. There's two different photos. Yeah, we did talk about that. But I'm just wondering if they were, if they were two different shoots, or if they got all they needed on the first shoot. You know what I mean? I do. I do. I'm questioning the focus on it. There, there's, there, <laughs> look, there's one song. Okay, there's a song called "Move On" that could maybe be. Well, it's clearly about time. I think all the songs are about uh, time. <laughs> yeah, they, there's, they there's cut everything but the, the time past. songs. There's a song called Never Around. Never is a, is a, is related to the concept of time. My favorite song on this album was Fuck Your Watch. That was my favorite <laughs> one that he did. Wait, was the song about his wife's addiction the one called Pop a Pill? It has to be. No, probably not. <laughs> my God. It's just, it's like a, a corn like album. A, it's like a corn yeah, album. Yeah, At the end like of the day, album. it's like a corn I can't, album. I can't think of a metaphor app enough to describe. There's got to be a German word for it. Is this a corncept album or did they abandon that? They did eventually abandon the corncept idea and eventually the album just became about the vibe. So the vibe is about going like, man, I wish we could forget this. <laughs> The vibe. Ray Luzier apparently especially hated working with Ross Robinson, who uh, would regularly just interrupt him mid-take and tell him to change shit. Uh, this is a quote. The first week or so, I was having a hard time with it. I wanted to strangle the guy. He was punching cymbals, kicking stands, screaming. On a couple of tracks on the record, you can actually hear him yelling. He would come up and push my arm on a fill. It was intense. Like, that's Phil Spector shit, but you're making sure. corn albums. <laughs> but imagine, like, you got to make Phil Spector records to do this. Imagine being the, like, the thing that disproves the theory about conditioning, you know? Like, <laughs> that's what Ross Robinson has essentially done. He has completely disproven any theory about, oh, no, the more you push someone, the better results you're going to get. But all of these things... Doesn't Jonathan Davis do all of those things? Yeah, to himself. Well, I don't. I don't know if I don't know if he's like known for being that much of a problem in the studio, though. Yeah, I mean, he'll like one of my favorite details about this is Jonathan Davis didn't even hear this album for like months into the recording, and there was. A headline I read about that, and it just said, Jonathan Davis has yet to listen to new Corn album. And I was like, nine years later, same. Most of us <laughs> have still Jonathan never listened Davis to that album. had the same attitude as the rest of us. Oh, there's a new Corn album? Nah, I don't need that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm good. I wonder if that had to do with Ross Robinson and him just not wanting to be around while they were doing... Because he just apparently, after the songs were... Uh, recorded, he would come in and do write lyrics based around those recordings, recordings, recordings. You know, I've it just dawned on me. I don't even know what Ross Robinson looks like. Oh, that's his that's his secret power. He could be Among Us right now. <laughs> oh yeah, he looks like a super duper asshole. He looks like he would be hosting a a ghost hunting show. 
Oh, that's what he looks like. I think I've met this dude. Yeah, he looks like the type of person who would tell you to record in an eight by eight box, and then the album turns out sounding like this. Okay, so I know he produced Relationship of Command. Uh, he looks like he looks I didn't like his. Know he produced Burn Piano Island Burn though. That's crazy. I mean, I guess it makes sense. He looks like his thirty day course can be your pathway to financial freedom. You know, it looks like he would host an episode of The Prophet. <laughs> I don't like his look at all. He looks like he goes, dude, I do. So you, sh you have to come to my biscuit cover band. We're so accurate. Wow. He produced, you know, it's funny because I thought a little bit of this record sounded like a Slipknot record. He produced he some produced, Slipknot shit. He produced, no, yeah, 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 he I produced uh, their, their self-titled in, in Iowa. All right. There's a picture of him wearing cleats in the studio. Fuck this guy. Yeah, I'm back on Korn's side. It's his fault this <laughs> album sucked. Absolutely his fault. There is also a making of documentary about this album. The problem is, whereas the last album, it was Terry Bazio doing a bunch of cool shit with his gigantic drum kit. This is just Korn recording these songs without talking about it. So I didn't watch most of it. <laughs> Is the Papa, is it, is Papa Pill is the wife there? Uh, I don't remember her being there. I think it's them. I don't think this is them recording the album. I think it's them performing the songs in the studio for bonus content. Bone basically. Con? Yeah. Because this, these performances, you can find them now on YouTube. You just have to it, search corn making of in the name of the song and you'll find every one of these but you can also, if you're that into it, still buy it on iTunes. This was the, these performances were released as the iTunes, as part of the iTunes exclusive version of this album, which also had a different pedophilia picture that you could download to your iPod photo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So it, it just, it, they just look like low budget music videos. It's not so much a making of documentary like the last one, which was kind of interesting. This is just them making bone con for the iTunes age. Are you oh watching my, it right I now, am, Travis? And it's it's not the second they went for the like the color streak on the film, and I'm like, this wasn't filmed. Fuck you. I'm out. <laughs> you can't. This this was shot on on digital. It's not a film. Stop it. <laughs> but they want it to be authentic, bro. I know, man. You gotta strip it down. What is this shit? Oh, you're watching it too now. Okay. Well, I, I okay. So, Oil Dale is like the one of the songs on the record. I'm like, okay, this is fine. Um, it's also the one that I think actually sounds like them trying to do what they used to do. My favorite thing about every time we watch a corn video is the comment section. It is always amazing. Like for instance, this guy nine years ago commented, "Yo, did you buy the special edition?" To which no one replied. It's awesome. Another guy goes, "Thumbs up for Monkey with a cigar." <laughs> This is great. Agreed. This is awesome. <laughs> you get no argument from me. I fucking love it. Well, yeah. If we're going to talk about a video, I think there's a video we got to talk about. Well, what we need to talk about is what they did to promote this album before it came out, which is, uh, well, first of all, they did finally sign a record deal in March, in March 2010 with Roadrunner Records, which is, it's a fine label. They just, they have a stupid name, but yeah, they're and, fine. And Roadrunner's are a strange label. They either get bands before they break or when they're on the other side of it, you know? Yeah. Was Creed ever on Roadrunner? No, Creed was started their own thing because they were super Christian. They were on like Tooth and Nail or whatever the fuck that, not Tooth and Nail, something Nail. <laughs> what the fuck was Creed's record label? 
So on July 10th, a few days before the album was released, Korn released a video online of what appeared to be amateur footage of a crop circle in Bakersfield. But joke was on us because it was just meant it was just a thing to promote the album. Don't worry, guys. They didn't find real crop circles. Yeah, there's no nothing grows in Bakersfield. Yeah, it was they were meth crops. (laughs) And they got a bunch of meth addicts together and all of their teeth missing made a circle. So I guess this happened in a town called Kern. Kern. It's pronounced Iowa. Kern, uh, no, Kern, California. Uh, it's or Kern uh, County. Hold, sorry, hold on. It's pronounced Corn. I don't know why he's like this, Adam. <laughs> I don't. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Kern well, County. I think it was, Kern, it was Kern cl- River. It was close to Bakersfield. Yeah, but I just. This is why I said shut the fuck up because I saw this article. It said crop circles in Kern. This is the headline of this article from you guys. Corns in Kern. You gotta come to Kern. Corns here. Crop circles in Kern? Question mark. Nope, it's just corn. Oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> which is amazing. Also, this website, uh, this this is the Bakersfield.com uh, lists the positive cases among Kern residents for coronavirus. It is that number is now at one thousand three hundred ninety three. I just thought you meant the positive experiences people had in Bakersfield. <laughs> no, no, you should come here. It's great. <laughs> Way less than that. Yeah, way, way less, less. <laughs> than that. Way less than that. I think that's probably the same number of uh, coronavirus deaths, which is, if you're wondering, 21. Oh, all right. Okay, good. Yeah, that's that's good. Good news. So it turned out that these crop circles were just meant to promote not only the album that was coming out a few days later, but also a live album and DVD that they released one that was recorded at the crop circles, Travis and uh, Andy. Uh, uh, Whoa. Uh, uh. How blown are your minds My right now? My mind is in the shape of a circle. What did they even plug those instruments into in the middle of those crop circles? Obviously the UFO. Yeah, alien technology, obviously. I think they used the corn to make ethanol and it was a generator. <laughs> That could be also. Uh, the name of this album, the the live album, mm-hmm. everyone, if you want to settle in, it's going to be a second. Let's hear it. Corn Live, mm-hmm. okay. The Encounter, oh. a concert for Corn 3. What's that? Remember oh, who I, you okay. are. Oh, you're still not done. Which absolutely makes it sound like a benefit concert <laughs> for a terrible album. 100%. You guys, we released Corn 3. It did not make it. So what we're doing <laughs> is, is we're having a concert for Corn 3 gone too soon remember who it was <laughs> remember who you are <laughs> uh remember to stand in the place where you are how how far into this concert do you think corn got which because by the way you can go watch it on youtube we'll link to it it's almost two hours long Jesus. how far into it do you think they got before they were like this is dumb there's no one here yeah, no one's there <laughs> yeah, it's just them playing in the middle of an empty field. I and mean, like, it's kind of it's a cornfield though, so they're surrounded by you know. Cor- like, corn. I just watch. I watched a live stream concert from a musician's living room tonight, and that's because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, you have to do that. Corn could have invited people to this, right? It would have looked a little less weird. I have a feeling this is the future of corn concerts. <laughs> 
This is where they're going to be doing. They'd be like, "What? What open field can we go play in?" And they just stream it and they just sell it. Oh, uh, you know what? Fuck them! It wasn't even a cornfield; it's a wheat field. Well, that's where you make crop circles. Yeah, you can't make a crop circle with a corn stalk. They're too big. Yeah, come on, get what are it you together, talking Andy? about? There's crop circles in cornfields all the time. No, they're in wheat fields. Everybody knows that wheat is what the aliens came here for. They want to make bread. <laughs> <laughs> They're here to harvest our wheat. Yes, that's the whole reason they're here. neatly formed patterns only. They're here in our sourdough system to take our wheat. So this album eventually came out, and it it got fine reviews at the time. Mixed reviews, I guess. Like Wait, the live album or the Corn 3? The live album, I don't think anyone cared to talk about. It's It really, did he, either of you watch it? I, I no. I, I had the same opinion I have. I, th- I think you had. Like, I went to watch it, and I'm like, okay, this is really long. I, I-, I get it. You're in a field, and you're corn. I-, I don't need more. Yeah. It looked like a rehearsal, except instead of that being at a warehouse, it was, it was a, just in a field. It was at a cornfield in Kern. Kernfield. Kernfield. <laughs> I'm like, but I'm seriously, I'm still stuck on this, like, have there never been crop circles in cornfields thing? <laughs> Yeah, man. Good luck trying to make a crop circle with corn. Rolling Stone gave this album (laughs) two and a half stars. The actual album, not the live album, Uh, which is half a star more than Consequence of Sound gave it. But Metal Hammer, nine out of ten. Stop. You got to trust the old MH. Rock Sound, eight out of ten. That's awesome. Uh, What the fuck is Rock Sound? (laughs) Rock Sound. (laughs) What is that? It's the it's it's the it's the magazine about how rock sounds. Oh, it's Travis. It's not about music. It's about how different rocks sound when you throw them on the on the ground. Right. Bangs yeah. two pieces of granite together. Nine out of ten. Amazing <laughs> rock sound. I hope it's exactly that. <laughs> I would read those reviews all day. But, uh, yeah, people didn't immediately hate this album, but eventually, yeah, everyone yeah, hated even, it. Even, even old Jay Devil. Yeah, Jay Devs hates it a whole bunch. And uh, so do I. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's like Jonathan Davis made an album that's his own self-opinion. You know, here's... The- <laughs> <laughs> I here's made the- this and I hate it. You can't just keep going corn. You know, there's that's the whole thing is you gotta have a crop rotation. You can't... You you just grow corn every season. You're gonna run the land fallow. You gotta you gotta have a rotation. You gotta first okay some corn right now, and then next season we'll do some fear in the nervous system, and then some Stillwell. And then the problem is they try to do too much corn. I don't think we need Stillwell. I'm gonna say of all the things on that list, I'd rather nine more corn records, which I'm going to get, uh, than a Stillwell <laughs> record. Yeah. Wow. In this in this political climate. That's the stance you're going to take? <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, really? You're going <laughs> to... I, I, Stillwell I, might enrich the the you know the biodiversity of the soil. I, I don't need C-level rappers filming themselves as a corn concert exits. I don't need it. <laughs> so on the next episode, we are talking about... Oh, God, what's next? An album called The Path of Totality. <laughs> They really this album, they're going from this like personal shit of like remember who you are take a look in the mirror see you on the other side to the path of totality I mean it sounds like a Nazi propaganda film title I don't know man I think they should make an album just called bro like that would be <laughs> really with a backwards R I'd be on board yeah 
Are You Ready for This? The album, uh, just according to this quick blurb I'm reading, was produced by various electronic music producers such as Skrillex. Oh my God. Noisia an excision fuck yeah so this is gonna this is this gonna is be gonna be insufferable i can't wait it's gonna be a fucking edm <laughs> corn album this is gonna be corn's fucking finally something album. is gonna come along and change something are we gonna listen to some fucking corn step you guys <laughs> yes dance corn corn hall corn st- <laughs> It's gonna be fucking awesome. Corn and bass. Corn beant. Deep corn. Corn gull. Oh man, this EKM record is rad, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. And then we have three albums after that. No, No, we don't. We We can't. The paradigm shift, which I believe is where uh, Head comes back. So oh, wait, that's, we got- well, they, they literally have a record called the Paradigm Shift, which well, they, is they, what they, changes they, everything. Well, they had to forge a path of totality to get to the paradigm shift. Jesus Christ! It's like every record is. They should just call every record. Just kidding. This one's the important one. No, this is like fucking new metal Lord of the Rings, dude. Like each yeah, title yeah, takes you yeah. on a different journey. Yeah. The fall of man. <laughs> After the paradigm shift. The age of heroes. The serenity of suffering. A time to continue. The sweet peace of justice. Andy, it is in this time that. Middle, Bakers, Middle Bakersfield has begun to deteriorate. <laughs> and the time of Corn Man has moved on. And then in 2019, The Nothing, their 13th studio ah, album. Named Lucky after 13. who's buying it. <laughs> the, <yeah. laughs> they also got two live albums we could... No, we're good. <laughs> no, are you sure? If it's not in a cornfield in Kern, I don't care about it. All right, we should wrap this up. Yeah, yeah. Do we have anything? What could we possibly have to plug before we get out of here? Patreon.com slash unpops for me. Flappers and is doing auditions. Um, yeah, Flappers is holding auditions for the online Flappers Comedy Festival. Yeah, so, yeah. you know... So if you want to bring five of your friends to a Zoom meeting, sign up. Uh, when is this coming out? This will be out a week from yesterday. So the, 20, the 20th. Yeah. Yes. Here's what I have to plug. On the 24th, it's my 10th wedding anniversary. Oh, shit. Congrats. Yeah. 10th. 10 years. 10 years. We're supposed to have a big party this year. Not happening. Mm. Oh, no? Why? No, I don't think so. Are you sure? Let's do it anyway. Yeah, you know, yeah so come on. I don't want to make a big deal. Okay. Come on. Right. I don't think I'm going to do it. Me and Andy, we'll come over. We'll bring some people. Yeah. Oh, my God. That'd be great. I'll just call yeah. everyone. We'll do a potluck. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can we do a corn luck? <laughs> bring your own corn. Pot corn. Be my own corn. <laughs> B-Y-O-K. Okay, you guys, we're going out to Kern. We're going to the corn in Kern. We're going to go to the crops, and we'll have a big uh, 10th wedding anniversary for me and I'm my wife. I'm going to B-M-O-B-B, bring my own Baja Blast. Oh, my <laughs> God. I miss Baja Blast. Look what you've done Same. to me. Look what, the, look what you've done to me, and look what this fucking virus has done to me. I miss Baja Blast. <laughs> Andy, do you have anything to plug aside from Baja Blast? You should just plug Baja Blast. Yeah, you know what? Taco Bell's still open. 
Go get yourself a Baja Blast, you know? You've earned it. I mean, wear a mask and, you know, tip and, like, be cool about it, you know? If the line's long at the drive-thru, don't be a dick about it. That honestly should be their ad slogan. You know, we're open and we have Baja Blast, so... Hey, come you know, on. Just come what on. What else are you going to do, you know? Hey, before we before we get out of here, guess how many greatest hits albums Corn has? At least two. <laughs> if it's- Seven. <laughs> no, no. Why did you say that? Why would you? That's not true. You just because made that up. A- Andy, it's one for each drummer. <laughs> <laughs> it's one for each mortal sin. It's one for each string on my guitar, bro. One of them is called The Essential Corn, which is my favorite album title of all oh, time. Oh, I didn't know Corn has been deemed essential. That's good that Corn's still working uh, good. during good. the pandemic. Well, they had to, they had to forlow uh, at least two of their drummers. <laughs> well. All right. We should get out of here. Travis, say goodbye. A good bye is Nana. Andy, say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye.